going on is the Vinny Rock Podcast. We are outside in nature today doing this at uh, Michael Broderick's house. <laughs> now you got, yeah, I always ask people how they, how they like to pronounce their name and because yeah. I guess that's an insecurity of like messing that up and Broderick. 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 Yeah, man. Yeah. That's yeah. It. Yeah, Michael Broderick. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> My man's with me right now. Um, let's go over the podcast real quick. Let's go over the podcast sponsors real quick, and then uh, we'll jump into the podcast with my man Mike here. Um, you you already mentioned it, Willie Peach Chocolate. You're really a fan. Yeah, dude, totally. Dude. I, that, my my man knows it. He sees he sees uh, some <laughs> Los Angeles on that shipping label. He knows it's coming to me, dude. It's so cool, man, because uh, he jumped on the podcast early on, and um, I try to explain to people, man. It's like, look, it's, if you like chocolate, if you like spice. It's a really cool kind of thing, and, yeah, yeah. and the fact that he does it out of his house, the fact that you know everything about it, it's really really quality chocolate, and so I enjoy it. Um, did you see what recently what we're going to be doing, me and him? The the uh, smoky uh, sauce. Yes, the Can't hot sauce. Can't wait. Can't wait. Dude, I'm pumped. I'm waiting for him to give me the thumbs up so I can say, go buy now. And I think it's available here soon. Once he tells me, game on. You guys got to go try it. If I have to say what it kind of sounds or, or kind of tastes like, um, I think it's a... It's a, it's a man, it's a, it's a, like a, a smoky is exactly it, but it's like... um. I think it, like an A1 steak sauce, kind of, but it's not a steak Interesting. sauce. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Like, yeah, man. I can't you know, wait to try it. Will tried it and loved it. Will, the, uh, my tattoo artist, Will XX. Okay. And he loved it, which made me like, oh, okay, well, maybe we got something here. So I got pretty excited about it. You guys go check them out. Willie oh, Peach Chocolates. Hey, before we move on. Yeah. I just got to say, I tried that new peanut butter MRE bar. Did you like it? I loved it. No I'm way. A, I'm, peanut, I'm a peanut butter guy, I, man. So I, yeah. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, what was the one with the Pop Rocks? I forget what it's called, man. It's another one dude, of my favorites. He does good stuff. Kind of crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah we, we had the Moab, dude. And Chris, I have, I've never done any of the really hot ones. You got to try one, Sorry though. if we spend too much time on Willie Peach no, Chocolate, no, but I really am a fan here. That, that's good, man. No, and, and it doesn't bother me at all, man. Um, I get nervous that my sponsors bore people, and you were really like, no, man, it's cool. No, you, dude, you, you, I, love, I love listening to your sponsors. That's and, good. Yeah, you got to give them love, bro. You got to give them love, man. They, they're, what, they're what keeps the lights on. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? So thanks for but, Willie Peach Chocolate. For sure. You guys check them out. Um, I mean that's cool. That's 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 a that's a real life. You know uh, what do they call endorsement? Those? Endorsement. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, you know I've been doing TRT. Yeah, I've been yeah. doing that, and and you can see there's been a big difference in my life. Absolutely, yeah. Super happy about that. That's with a core medical group. You know I got brought onto them because they were doing a study about veterans and they did 40 different veterans they did blood testing with, and it was 39 of them needed. Mm-hmm. TRT, and so it's been cool, man. We get all kinds of feedback from other veterans out there that said that they were they were curious about it. They didn't want to be the guinea pig, so they were happy that I was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then to see that they're having so much positives from from just working with them, and it's discreet, you know. And that's a cool thing, you know. You don't have to feel embarrassed about it. You you can show, you can go do your blood test, come home, and then if once they re- get all the reads back. They send what you need directly to your house. Yeah, I actually spoke to the folks over at uh, Core Medical. Did you? Uh, yeah, several months ago, and I and I told myself if um, if uh, they were very informative. The fellow I talked to, yeah. by the way, and you know, kind of sent me all the pointed me towards all the right information. Yeah. And when I uh, I said I told myself, okay, if I go for my fifty year, uh, you know, physical, yeah, because I just turned fifty, you know, last October, and my and my my hormones are jacked. I'm gonna go hit them up, but. Doc said, I'm good to go. You're so, good to go. I was like, yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's real good. Yeah, I don't need to mess around with anything. Don't mess with it unless you need it, man. Yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> well, I was thinking, you know, I was, I was kind of thinking like, okay, you know, you're 50, got to stay in shape, you know, yeah. so there are definitely benefits to it, yeah. you know what I mean? No, but, but dude, uh, you, you look good. Oh, thanks. You're man. in shape. That. You're yeah. in shape. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I want your body. Well, no, nah, I've always been a little guy. I'm a little guy. You're a big guy. Uh, anyway, too big. Too well, big. No, no, no. I'm just saying, you just got a bigger frame than me. Yeah. I've always been kind of slight, you know, yeah. so so uh, I always had to kind of double up. I ran into a guy at the gym today, and, and he was like, hey, you're Vince, right? And I was like, yeah. He goes, damn, you're big as hell. And I was like, 
Is that a good compliment or a bad one? Because <laughs> in high school, I was small. So yeah, I, yeah. I think a lot of people who just who haven't seen me in 20 years. That's what's been 20 years. I had a 20-year reunion recently. Yeah. But um, he was just like, dude, we were, we were all so skinny. You know, and he's big himself. Like, the dude's just a muscle man. But he was like, yeah, everyone kept telling me that you're big. But when I finally run into you, I'm like, dude, you're big. And I was yeah. like, oh, cool, man. I appreciate it. And I felt good in the gym today, too. I had a little pump before he saw me, too. So a little extra pump action, you know, feeling good. So let me give props to Core Medical Group because, uh, like, they uh, gave me everything I needed to know. Know to make my decision, you know Good. what I mean, and uh, and that's so what I really you know what it. people don't realize that it's it's they're not going to give it to you unless you need it. Right. Like plain and simple. They won't. If you do your blood test and like you don't need it, good. That's good for you. It's good for you to know that. Only if you need it, they're gonna they're gonna send you what you need. You guys go check out Core Medical Group. Let them know that Rocco sent you. And boom. I got several of the sponsors, man. It's funny because I have so many of I don't have so many, but um, I, I forget my own companies sometimes mm-hmm. when I when I talk about them. But Lead Slinger's Whiskey. Lead Slinger's Whiskey. Come on, man. Dude, Lead Slinger's Whiskey. <laughs> That's the one like Lead Slinger's Whiskey, Warfighter Tobacco, Beard.com. Yeah. Those are actually my personal brands and I never talk about them and I should. So right now we'll do that. We're in California right now. You can find if you're in California, you can find Lead Slinger's Whiskey at Total Wine. If you're in Texas, you can find Lead Singer's Whiskey at Specs. Any Specs in Texas. Specs is crazy. Have you ever been to a Specs in Texas? No. That place is everything. They also, Specs also has Warfighter Tobacco. Oh, outstanding. Which is crazy. So you guys are out there. Guys, don't forget to check out some of my own brands. Uh, Warfighter Tobacco, Lead Singer's Whiskey, and Beard.com, Beard Products. Uh, if you guys are asking which one smells the best, I think they all smell great. But for, for me, what I wear currently is Grandpappy's. It's kind of a tobacco spice oh, scent nice. yeah it's a really cool right. scent and i love it so you guys don't forget those uh gmr gold have you seen them uh, dude i've been tracking that uh you you know always you talk about it on your show and then you know i've seen like your instagram posts about it and stuff it looks cool man it looks it's, awesome it, it's cool man uh, like the other day my daughter he, she opened her package right so each month they're all kind of like who's getting which one so this one was my daughter and it, and it turned out to be 12 pieces of silver and she she was Damn. like she was like what is this and i said like, look at it you know like let's She's research Judas. yeah She's so i'm like <laughs> okay, you're, you're 12 12 pieces told, of silver, right? Yeah, for I, betraying the Lord. <laughs> and I told her, I said, read, read up on it. Let's Google it. You know what I mean? So it's some kind of interactive way of just doing something different for the kids. That's They're never going to be a part of something like that. It's so different. Like yeah, dude, silver, really gold, cool. and, and like jewels. And it was cool. The one my son opened up and had like pirates kind of booty, you know? Oh, like, yeah, like little doubloons. Dude, it was so rad. That's and awesome. he's like, whoa. I'm like, Those are yours, man. You we'll immediately put- go on and sit down and watch the Goonies. Yeah, dude, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I told him, like, like, you know, I put their name on the bag and then we just put it away and it's theirs. Like, I, whatever happens in the future, that's their pieces oh, of man, silver nice. or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. It's been good. You guys go check them out. That's GMR Gold. Uh, they're going to be loading uploading a, a new website here soon that's going to give a lot more information and um and when, when that is launched we'll, we'll post it and it's, it's just he's just trying to make sure people are informed and understand the world of of precious metals you know and it's pretty cool it's an interesting thing to me and i started it just to, as an investment to just put money away somehow you know what i mean mm-hmm. and uh now it's turned into a whole thing with the family so it's been cool that's awesome yeah it's been great oh uh, you guys don't forget we also have beyond clothing Man, they're so busy, those guys. I'm trying to do a marketing shoot with Beyond Clothing, um, and our schedules haven't lined up yet, but I'm trying to do a marketing shoot with me and Christy, you know, out there in, in, in Utah in, in the snow. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, now it's the summer, but that's what we've been trying to do because I love Beyond Clothing. Have you ever seen any of their clothes? You know what? I've been meaning to take a look at them. I've heard you talk about them many times, and, I, and my favorite pair of pants right now, I got like three different colors of the same yeah. kind, you know, the yeah. same cut of this uh, cool, you know, yep, you're yep. familiar with them, but I hear that it's a, it's a great alternative as yes, well if you're looking you sh- for something else. So exactly. check them out. Yeah, if you like cools, you'll like them. All guaranteed, right. guaranteed. Um, you know, it costs some good amount of money, but sure, at the same but time, hey, it's dude, worth it, right? Yeah, you that's, get what you pay for. Exactly. Yeah. And and so I think if, man, that's funny, you're a cool wearer. Like, I used to wear those all the time too. Like, that's that's where it's at. But then you know, I found Beyond Clothing, and trust me, you won't be disappointed. All right, I'm going to check it out. There then. you go. All right, guys, let's get to the podcast. Dude, so it's funny when we first we first met. We, we, where did we first meet? Didn't we meet at one of the like the Vegas thing? Shot show, shot or show, yeah, shot yeah. show. I and I think it was probably the first shook hands. And, it was know, like a Range Fifteen premiere thingy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like crazy though, yeah. right? We, uh, I, I think my wife and I were actually doing some interviews for We Are the Mighty. Yeah, and uh, I think that might have been the first time we said hello. Right out front, right, yeah, right out yeah, front yeah. before we walked in, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was crazy because I, I seen you, and then I was like, man, I know him. But I don't know him, right? And, yeah, yeah. and I remember that. And then, what? It's probably almost two years later. I'm here in LA doing doing uh, 
Mayans and you know you reached out and or or somehow yeah, we just no, kind of connected, right? Yeah, you know, I sent you a message. I said, "Hey, dude, you're in LA, man. Why don't we sit down and have a bite?" You know, yeah, because I. Uh, you know, I was tracking what you were doing. Yeah. I really uh, respected what you guys were able to do with with uh, Range 15. It's you know, crazy. You know, generating all that, the 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 money to, to, to make your own thing. Man, yeah. That's, that's huge. And yeah. um, so I said, I want to I wanna get a peek inside this guy's head, man. Cause I, and plus, you know, look, you just got to, I think I, I told you this when we sat down, man. You got this energy about you, man, that's just infectious, you know. And I was <laughs> like, you know, sometimes you want to you grab a hold of something like that. I said, let me sit down with this guy and see what he's about. <laughs> Look him in the eye and say, what's up, you know? And, yeah. And uh, so I think we went to, like, Canter's Deli or something, Yeah, yeah, right? No, we, no, we went to, like, well, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It had oh, no, we had uh, burgers. Oh, that's right, bro. I brought you to Plan Check. It, it was good. It was right near Canter's Deli. It, oh, best burger in L.A. I was say, it was good, yeah. Plan Check. I get the chef's, chef's favorite, everybody. Chef's favorite at Plan Check. He's but you get yours your almost off. raw. Well, you know, look, <laughs> it is what it is, bro. If it ain't still mooing, I ain't chewing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what I, I was like, wow. Yeah. That thing is... No, uh, I don't get it that rare. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, but that was cool because for me, um, it seems like in the space there's there's not a big team player mentality sometimes. You know, I think I think acting gets stressful for all of us and I think a lot of people are really worried about their own ticket. And I get that, right? There's there's a part of me I get that. But um it wasn't like that with you, right? You were very welcoming and like, hey, anywhere I can help you. And you've actually been you've actually been one of my, you know, my mentors in acting. You know what I mean? You're you're oh, well, one of the guys I go that, to. Well you know that. I mean who, who, whose manager do I have? Yours, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean, and and it makes sense for me because like if you trust them, then I know I'll trust them. You've been very genuine with me, but at the same time, you know, there's tons of guys in the space of acting. Uh, there's not a lot of veterans in the space of acting. So, right. so actually, there's a lot of us. But, there you know, there is. There's still a lot of folks still making their way. You yeah, know, I, I'm I'm fortunate to have had some success. You know? Right. Yeah. And and it, and I think all those guys, everyone's doing it, but like some of the bigger names, I feel like there's um. There's a, it's it's tough. It's tough to like. I've asked questions sometimes, and sometimes it's just like it's hard. It's hard to really get in, and 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 get that help. But at the same time, it's like you all, you kind of got to do it yourself too. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? It's absolutely. that it's, it's that space where it you it's, it's the work will prove itself. You know what I mean? It's that's kind of how it is. Your resume is really how well you act on screen, and yep. and you got to put in the work. So it was interesting to me, man. I, I've had I've had guys reach out to me and ask for help, and I've do my best to do the same as you've done for me. You know, and and it's it's cool to see what you did. You you your your show just ended, right? The season ended. Uh, uh, True Detective. True Detective, but it ended just. Uh, few, I think March. March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just and then a couple months. And that was a good run. Yeah, dude, that was uh, that was my first uh, heavy recurring, and, and that was a uh, what man, what a treat that was to work on that. You know, and it, look, HBO just puts out quality product, yeah. man, no matter what it is. Yeah. But to work alongside, uh, you know, two-time Academy Award-winning actor Marshall Ali and. And Steven Dorff. And Did you get nervous at all? Nervous? No. No. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, respect. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There was a moment uh, when we were shooting where I, I just said, man, this is it, bro. This is like I'm locking eyes and, and, and yeah. trading impulses with one of the, one of the best. I mean, one of the, absolutely one of the best actors of our time right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah I mean, definitely. Mahershala is just crushing it. So, so yeah, talented. You ever, during a scene, mess up a line and then feel like, pressure like oh shit oh uh, no not really it was um unlike uh typical episodic here yeah. you know in la you know which moves so fast right and you really got to just be on top of your game like you know not that i wasn't on top of my game for that yeah but the the atmosphere was more a little more like a film set you know not as i mean we were still moving fast but yeah. it was uh everybody was much more relaxed so there wasn't that kind of pressure you know if you flub a line whatever just get it again yeah you know um uh so yeah, no, I I didn't run into anything because I yeah, I feel a lot of pressure. Like no, but I study. Like I think every actor you know is very professional, and so they they know their lines and everything else. But you know, there's there's sometimes there's these moments where like one person messes up, and then and then it kind of creates this. The helicopter going overhead right now. Give me one yeah, we're second. We're outdoors, people. We're outdoors. <laughs> We're in it. We got ghetto birds chasing people right now in the heart of L.A. <laughs> Very common sound for me growing up out here skating sometimes, getting chased by helicopters. Yeah, man. <laughs> but it's a funny thing where, like, if someone messes up, then it kind of starts that pattern and someone else messes up. And then the scene starts like, getting like, come on, guys, shake it off. Like, yeah, shake it off. <laughs> yeah, it's like trying not to laugh at a funeral. <laughs> yeah. You know, all of a sudden everyone's just like, oh, this is man, dude. Man, we had, we had a scene, dude, that I was like, 
It's the first time I've ever jumped out of character and just laughed, and oh, I was man. so nervous. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to get in trouble for that. Yeah, but, yeah. like, there's no real trouble. It's just like, all right, let's go. Do it again. Yeah, but, yeah. Like, uh, I'm trying to th- I know I've had a moment like that on yeah. set before. And I'm tr- I can't for the life of me remember what it was, but it was one of those moments where even a director's laughing. He's like, all right, come on. All right, yeah. We got work to do. All right, we got clocks yeah. running. It was funny. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's got to take charge. Yeah. A bunch of children. <laughs> That's what it is sometimes, though. <laughs> Especially, like, on the Mayans, it's just crazy, man. But, no, that's cool, dude. And, you know, I always wonder how different sets would be, like, in our set and your set and everything else. And since it's... Here we go. Another helicopter. It's all right. They're we, chasing someone, though. They don't I, even hear it. Yeah. You know, they can barely hear it. We can, we're talking right over there. Nah, we're good. All right. Yeah. But, um... You know, in acting, you know, I've asked you for a lot of advice and everything, but let's get back to how did you get into acting? I know you've done a lot of voice... And that's, is that how you started? Yeah, that's pretty much how I broke in was uh, when I was leaving. You know, I, I played music before yes. this. We're um, going to get into that after that. And uh, when I was leaving, when I quit my band after yeah. several years, uh, you know, I didn't know what the hell I was going to do. But it was, you know, like we talked about over pizza today, it was one of those leaps where I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'll do something. Yeah. You know, so I, I just knew I didn't want to do that anymore. Right. So I left that. And um, and my wife was like, why don't you, uh, why don't you try voiceover? And I was like... How does she know about voiceover? Like, well, she she had just started her career in, in advertising. Yeah, and um, oh yeah, a lot of commercials have voiceovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. And uh, so she was like, you know, um, it's good work if you can get it. You know. Yeah. And so I took a series of classes with a fellow by the name of Stuart Dillon in New York. Nice. And uh, and at the final class, he brought in an, an agent from Abrams Artist Agency to, to like critique us. You yeah. Know? And. Uh, and he was very complimentary, and we all went out, you know, the whole class went out for to the bar that was downstairs, and then yeah. we hung out, and he gave me his card. He's like, come see me, and they signed me. Basically, I got signed right out of class. No shit. Um, and then... Uh, well, you he, have a distinct voice. Where, where is it? What's the kind of the accent you have? Where well, you from, I'm, from, where, I'm from Jersey. From you know, Jersey, so, so it's kind of that Jersey. Yeah, but even, like, yeah, everybody says, oh, you're from Jersey? Yeah, so you're, you're like, like yeah. Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Boston, oh, man. Fuck, that's yeah, Boston. I don't know. Um, I don't know, man. I, you know, I tried to flatten it out as yeah. much as possible you know i try to talk like a newscaster speak like a newscaster <laughs> you know whatever uh which is funny because even in north carolina station in north carolina i was in the core you know and the uh and the newscasters there talk like where i was from you know <laughs> i was like what's that the local dude is all like this is phil thomas with uh you know and everybody's like man that guy just said there's a fire down it <laughs> anyway i just uh so i started doing voiceover and i and uh the first gig i got that was that was substantial was um it was the voice of Arm and Hammer, you yeah. know, Arm and Hammer like baking soda yeah, and all yeah, yeah. for about four years, and that that uh, you know, you know, I started making a living right away. Do you remember any uh, of those lines? Oh my God, I was the little, you know, it was like the logo of Arm and Hammer, yeah. and it had like a head, yeah, and, you know, yeah. whatever. And it was uh, it's the, it, for this one thing, it was, it was this refrigerator box. It was like it's the difference between yuck and yum. <laughs> That was, that was, that was and it. that's the voice yeah. you use for it. It was like a new, you know, new Arm and Hammer, whatever, whatever box it was. You know, and I, it was kind of like a higher pitch thing. Yeah, it was a little tiny. Yeah, so you're the character. Yeah, I was the character, yeah. and uh, and that ran for about four years, man. And like, that was one of my first gigs, and I'm like, this is easy. You know, yeah. So you buy like thirty guitars. And, then, and yeah. I was like a seventeen year old basketball prodigy. <laughs> you know. And, uh, and so, uh, and, you know, that's how it started. And then, you know, the money goes away when that, yeah. when that campaign goes away. So, um, you know, that, that was my first lesson. You know, like kind of try to manage your money a little bit there, Junior. Yeah, no joke, man. That's uh, four years success. And you're thinking like, Psh, easy money next. And then you don't land anything for a while that, well, that pays nothing, like that. But it's not like that. Yeah, yeah. then that pays like and, that. And even today um, with, with the commercial work, voiceover work, it's like you have to land three of those yeah four of those to make the same money you were you know the, the, yeah things have changed right with unions and everything else yeah but it's also i mean there's there's a lot of things that have gone on one i think you know it's from my from my unprofessional opinion um is that like i was also the voice of Pennzoil for for no way yeah. uh and uh that they they get you know you'd get a 13-week buyout for cable and they'd play the crap out of it on, you know, all the sports channels like yeah. ESPN or, or, or the Speed Network right. and play the crap out of it. But they can play as much as they want for for 13 uh. weeks for one for one fee. Yeah. Whereas and then maybe they'd play it when the Indy 500 came around. You, you play it on Class A, which yeah. is like ABC, NBC, CBS. And that's where your money is because they got to pay every time that it airs on oh, ABC. Good. So if you, you know, a lot of car commercials, stuff yeah. like that, those guys are making mint or, or women. And um 
but for Pennzoil, it was like it didn't get a lot of Class A play. Yeah. Um, uh, so, you know, it wasn't as much. Uh, but even now, it's like they can saturate cable for a small fee yeah. and, and spend less on... It, on uh, it reminds me of like kind of what isn't like... Don't don't digital. Digital shows pay kind of upfront and that's all you get, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, like the streaming services, you don't get residuals. Yeah, and that's um, that's the interesting thing that I, I think... I didn't realize we got residuals as uh, on FX, right? I don't. I just didn't know. And all yeah. of a sudden, this check shows up. And me, oh, yeah. me and Chris are like... What is this? I was like, I don't know. I got to call someone and see what this is. Like, no, it's residuals. I'm like, for what? And then like, oh yeah, that's going to happen. And I'm yep, like, yep. no way, dude. And that's where I was like, okay, maybe this is a good career. Yeah, it's not too shabby. <laughs> it's not too shabby. Good work when you can get it. Yeah. Right? yeah. So so as voiceovers, I mean, your biggest, is your biggest successful one you think was your first one? Money-wise, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it was great because... Uh, with with the arm and hammer, with the with yeah. the I guess what you would consider like uh, housekeeping stuff. Yeah, they played it all day long during the soap operas. Oh yeah, and during Oprah and all that stuff back when she had a show. So it was it was it was all that class A play. Right, and uh, so I was getting I was making bank That's on huge. that. Yeah, it was big. Have you done any animated films or animated series or anything? I haven't done any animated films, but I've done a, a couple of video games. I did. Uh, <laughs> I was the voice of uh, you know Johnny Storm, the Human Torch, in. Um, What's the uh, Fantastic Four yeah, yeah, Rise fantastic. of the Silver Surfer? <laughs> which, which uh, I'm sorry to say, it just wasn't that good a game. <laughs> but uh, it was fun, and it was my first uh, my first video game gig. And then I was uh, I did voices for, for I was I voiced uh, Navy Seal Tick in Medal of Honor Warfighter. Yeah, that was awesome. It's so funny though because you see, like you hear my voice. I don't have like this giant voice or anything. Yeah, but. I just use my regular voice, and they put me in this tank. You know, there's like this guy who's just huge, yeah. you know, and I'm like, oh, that, I don't know if that matches. I don't know if it fits. I don't know if that matches. But that was great, because Medal of Honor, man, has been one of my favorite uh, franchises. And from, didn't from you also do a audiobook? Yes, I did. I you did, did for, right? Yeah, it's uh, for uh, Sean Jensen, who's a Marine sergeant who came uh, out, of, out of the foster care yeah. world. And uh, man, now he's running like a multi-million-dollar uh, uh, environmental company. Uh, so it's called Sergeant to CEO, and, and it talks about his trip from from the foster care world up through the Marine Corps, and then uh, becoming his own boss and just really just crushing it. Yeah, I gotta hit. You, I gotta actually connect you with my cousin. One of my cousins wants to do voiceovers, and he had all these questions. I'm like, bro, I don't, I don't know what to do. You know? What yeah, I mean? you know, it, it, and it's, it's like you talked about acting before. There, everybody's got their own journey. You know. Yeah. Uh, certainly not everybody's going to come out of a class and get signed, you yeah. know, right there. You know, I didn't even have to make a demo until I'd been doing it like two, three years, you know, because yeah, yeah, I, I already had an agent. So, they, right. you know, usually you use a demo to get an agent, you know. Um, uh, and I don't think I've updated my, my, my reel in <laughs> 10 years. But you still get gigs. Right? Uh, it's it's slowed down, you know. It may, maybe I should do a new demo. You, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, wait, uh, wait a minute. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, but it, a lot of a lot of commercial work's going non-union now, yeah. which is uh, a shame. But you know, it is what it is. So maybe you can answer that question because you're union as an actor. Yeah. You have to also do union voiceovers. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, it actually it actually hindered me a bit as an actor because I was already union uh because of my voiceover work and then so when you I, couldn't do independent I couldn't, work no, i couldn't i couldn't do like little oh. low budget stuff that would that would have like helped me learn yeah yeah no all kinds faster, of stuff you know all kinds of stuff you learn a ton just being on set yeah and i couldn't take a lot of the jobs that people were saying hey man you'd be great for my little thing yeah. it's non-union but whatever but i couldn't do it because i was you know i was i was already Damn. sagged yeah i didn't think about the, so the opposite to, side i of had that. To, my first gig was on 24 no shit. Yeah, that was like my very first gig was was a, a union gig, you know, 24. You haven't done any other acting before, just maybe classes no, or... Well, studying, yeah. Studying, yeah. And, and I'd spent some time on set, and actually I, I got that gig on 24 because I was on set as a part of a military advisory team. Yeah. And um, and we were, you know, we'd do special ability stuff, stuff like that, and you know, they'd give you a, a decent rate, you know, yeah. for the day. And... Um, I just happened to somebody got fired on set, and, yeah. and, and and I was already sag, so I could read for the role, and they had nice. about uh, twelve, fifteen of us uh, read for the role, and and uh, you got yeah, it. Yeah, I booked it right there. But I had been studying. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so, you you put in the work. Yeah, you definitely yeah, exactly. put in the work, and that's. So you were saying the military advising. So you were in the military. How many years? Just four years. Four, and you yeah. were Marines. Marines. Yeah. yeah. So I was in a, served in a support role, you know, which no. is uh, I don't know. Yeah, you, you wonder. Like, yes, why I reached out to you. I, I think it's still. In me, like, uh, I served in a support role then. I like to say I continue to serve in a support role now. You yeah. Know, like, uh, I like to help other veterans out and, and uh, no, for sure, you know, just out of respect for, for, 
for doing the heavy lifting. It was you. You yourself are, are, are kind of a leader in in the world of of veterans and acting right now, like currently. You know what I mean? There's there's veterans. There's a lot of veterans out there. I'm saying, but right now, I think you you're one of the bigger names that that do reach out and do kind of help others. You know what I mean? I know I'm not the first guy you've ever helped. Sure, there's there's several. I yeah. mean, there's a lot of them, but uh, I'm I'm happy that you think of me that way. Yeah, yeah no, for yeah. sure. I always like to. I think I, you're, you're the dude I go to to bounce dumb shit off of. If I'm like, hey, am I an idiot? Am I an idiot? Am I wrong? You know? Nah, dude. All good. So acting, so your first your first role, like you weren't nervous then? Oh, I was nervous as hell. <laughs> dude, I, th I think my voice was way up here. I was like, hi, hi, this is my voice. I'm a Marine colonel. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. I was like, uh, no, that's the role I was playing. I, I yeah. was a corporal when I was in the Marines. Yeah, but you're a Marine colonel. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and I had to brief and the you Joint got lines, Chiefs of Staff. And you got lines, right? Oh, yeah, I got lines. They threw me in front of a camera, and I'm like, all of a sudden, Goo! you know, like Sidney oh, Brady with, with uh, Baton Rouge, Baton Rouge. <laughs> But uh, no, it was fine. It went fine. Actually, Peter McNichol is an actor who's been around for years. Yeah. He's a very talented actor. He was in the cast at that point. And, and I remember when the, when the director brought me out and introduced me to the cast, yeah. just saying, okay, this is Michael, because everybody's waiting. I mean, that person got fired, and they're just sitting on set waiting to do the scene. And they you know, did this whole thing with the auditions and everything, and just brought me out. Here, here's Michael. He's going to read this role. And, um, and I was kind of nervous. And, and Peter McNichol, just, we locked eyes for a second, just kind of gave me this like, yeah. Little nod, you good. Know, you got this. You got it. And it was like, kind of helped me take the air out yeah. of everything and just settle in a little bit. So I, I'm always, uh, I'll, I'll always remember that. And, yeah, and that's one of those, those moments in your career that you're always gonna remember, I guess. Yeah, right? I, well, I certainly remember because you know when when you're drowning, man, you want somebody to throw you a lifeline, and that was it for me. <sighs> man, and, and allow me to settle, and, and then yeah. just get in front of the camera and deliver. So what is what are some of the other roles you've done that you're really proud of or enjoyed or just some, maybe something completely different? Yeah, uh, I mean? well, a lot of my roles are the same, man. Yeah. I'm always carrying a gun, you know, whether yeah. I'm a cop or a, a soldier or a marine or, yeah. or FBI, whatever. Uh, but my favorite role, I mean, look, nothing beats True Detective right now. Yeah. But my favorite role to play yeah. was uh, I played this this great NYPD detective on uh, on Power. On it's a show on Stars. Yeah. With Omari Hardwick, and uh, this guy takes no shit off of anybody. If you go to my Facebook page, you can see it up there. You know, I, I, yeah. I, I post it every once in a while because it's still my favorite scene. You know, <laughs> um, and uh, you know, this is one of the one of the main characters, uh, played by Andy Bean, comes rolling. He's a Fed, and he yeah. comes rolling into my crime scene, right? <laughs> and like, and we're and we're standing around for hours waiting for this. Like I say, oh, this is the asshole that's been you know yeah. keeping us out in the cold all day, whatever, and. And it was one of those things where this is this is my this is my site. This yeah. is my crime scene, and like I didn't give him an inch. And it was and and he was awesome. He just threw down on me, and, and we were like. And my final line in the scene was, he walks off. I'm like, Feds, fucking idiots, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and like, but it was yeah. it was great. And 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 uh, the director had told me after they almost cut that line yeah. when they were editing, but they kept it. And I was like. That made that character. That made him a character, yeah. not just like. Because uh, oftentimes when you're a co-star, it's just it's kind of um, you're 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 just facilitating the story. You're just delivering really, the story. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're just an exposition yeah, or whatever yeah. it is. But they, that that they they really allowed me to make this guy a character. And they gave you, know? you the freedom to just kind of absolutely. That's and, huge. Yeah, it was great. And it was so much fun. I man. think I'd be so nervous like to have the freedom, but like, but if if you feel it, man, you yeah, just yeah. feel it. Do you know you know the show Strike Back on Cinemax? No. Oh, great show! It's it about these two uh, spec ops guys, you know, whatever. But uh, the former uh, executive producer and lead director yeah. on the show, MJ Bassett, directed this episode of Power, and that was uh, and Strike Back was like my favorite show. So yeah. it was really awesome to work for and stuff. So uh, uh, that was a great experience. How, how do you know when you're on a set and um, the director or even just the the, the writers or whatever are going to give you the freedom to just kind of be be free with the character or, or you know like keep it in the keep it in this in the, in the same zone of it but but have some fun with it you know do you, well you can feel it out in the rehearsal yeah. you know uh, and and look there isn't you know you know how it is there isn't a lot of rehearsal man you're like all right you're going to stand here you're going to stand yeah. here but well, this is the way this is the way we're setting it up yeah and go yeah you know? but you can kind of feel it out um, I you know. Uh, in the kind of roles I'm in, yeah. I'm not as presumptive to say, "Oh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna make this show about me," right? You know, because it's not that. And and oftentimes the script can, you know, the script yeah. gives you clues. So and that guy, the line was, you know, Feds fucking idiots. This is the asshole. It's you know, it's been uh, keeping us out here freezing our ball sacks all day. The guy's a character. Yeah. So yeah, you know, that it's all in the script, so I can bring it. Yeah. And to be able to do that rather than just, uh, well, we found the body at yeah. uh, 9:45 this morning, and you know, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, you had to give life to it. Exactly, and 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 uh, so when you're 
when it's so obviously a green light to just yeah. run with it you know that's, that's i love so, that that's so fucking it's rad so freeing and just uh you know you really kind of get to express which is great yeah no that's great and you know i've seen scenes you know like i've got the best acting classes right now of my life Dude, you're on you know set. What I mean? i'm on set yeah, and i'm absolutely. watching everyone do their thing and i'm watching them go through it i'm watching take after take and how they change a little bit tweak one thing or, or or raise the inflection of their voice and see how much some small movement changes the whole scene right and it's freaking brilliant you know yeah. and, and i noticed that you know, especially being in a big ensemble cast, right? You have to be, you have to be the team player. Yeah, you have to be. You know what I mean? And certain certain times, you know when to be selfish, right? When mm -hmm. it's your turn to be selfish, be selfish. Mm -hmm. Like that's your time, and then know the rest of it is just supporting your cast. Absolutely. And it's this crazy cool thing, though. But it's like it reminds me so much of military, right? Of like knowing when you're in charge, and then also allowed yourself to, to follow someone when they're in charge you know mm -hmm. what i mean and that's kind of how i see it sometimes on set and especially my character you know I, i'm i'm there to 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 really facilitate the the information because you know my, we're still developing yep right but i know that right and i'm a, i'm in a support position right now and i love that right because i, I just want to make sure that i'm giving them every every face every emotion i can even if i'm not on camera to give them the opportunity to feel their 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 emotion oh absolutely yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. i mean i've never you know you hear stories about uh uh actors that won't shoot the other side of a, yeah. of a, of a scene or yeah. whatever i've never run into that right i've only you know I, i've been fortunate to, to work with yeah. very generous actors. i would say but you know it's funny we, we i think we saw a little bit of that in range 15 because we, i mean we weren't taken serious by by some of the more serious actors yeah and a few of them kind of just like didn't give it to you, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And those of you are listening, like when, when you film, when you're filming a, a a conversation between two people, it's usually the camera's on one side of the person, and so the person that the camera's on gets all the looks, right? So they're in it, and then the other person who's off camera um, can either act it out in, in full or kind of just at least throw the lines at you. And when someone just throws the lines at you, you're really not getting this the full intent of the message, and so it's kind of hard to give back, right? It's yeah, I mean, it's a. It, like I said, I, I've been fortunate not to run into that, yeah, but, but it happens I can a lot. understand how that's, you know, um, it could be off-putting. So that way you have to have your performance already in mind. Yeah. I like to work very organically you and just to. like play off the energy that the other person's given yeah. me. But if we... If they're not giving it to you, yeah, I don't you know, still you have know, to perform. Just, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, because then it's your fault. It's got to make sense. Yeah, yeah, but it's also your fault if you don't you don't come. Yeah, to, oh, yeah that I mean? dude sucks. Yeah, yeah, like man, <laughs> why, why isn't he performing? Like, well, because like, he's not. Like, no, right. no, no, motherfucker, yeah, that's not how it goes. It. The camera's it. on you. Yeah, you yeah. So it's this interesting, very, very. It's a teamwork thing, man. If yep. it shows success, it becomes how how much you guys work well as a team. Mm -hmm. It's been crazy, dude. Yeah, man, I'm still learning a ton. You know, every time I'm on set, I love it. I, I, it's been so exciting for me just to be there and, and just watch and watch and watch. And like the cool people that, I mean, that are just part of the show now. It's just those guys have so many years of experience that it's fun to watch how they do things, yeah, right? Yeah. And everyone does it different. You know what I mean? Sure, everybody's got their own little process right, or their whatever. style. Yeah, you know, there's some similarities. If you got like two Meisner guys, you know, they're, right. they're going to be similar. But even then, you know, it's all down to the individual. You got Meisner, and then and then there's Method. Well, there's you know, and Method, then Strasberg. Yep. Yeah, there's a, there's a you know I guess a few different schools. So Meisner is the one that that spoke to me. And, and so the guys that are listening right now, they're probably probably interested in acting and don't understand some of the some of those terminologies. You want to explain that? Yeah. Uh, well, look, uh, you know. I would just I would just recommend that they do a little research. research. If, you're, if you're looking into to getting into acting, look at Lee Strasberg, look at uh, uh, Meisner, look at uh, Uta Hagen. Um, uh, there's so many. You know, just Google great acting teachers. Yeah. And the stuff is is old, but it's still around because it was good. Yeah. And it's you know it's a great blueprint. And so decide which one speaks to you. Yeah. And uh, Meisner was the one that spoke to me. Uh, the most, although I'll use whatever works, yeah. you know, like, like we were saying earlier, uh, before, before the podcast, yeah. steal like an artist, right? Yeah. Yeah. No. So, yeah. Um, it's not stealing if you make it your own. Right. You know? There was uh, a quote that Danny Pino told me and it was, a, it was a beautiful quote, but it's pretty much saying like, like, um, if you make it your own or you disguise it so much that it looks like it's yours, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, it's, absolutely. You know, it's like it, it, you, you see certain things in actors that are like, Oh, that's so brilliant. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And like, tone of voice the way they look postures like all these different things that you start kind of turning into your own character and, yeah, and that, that becomes your kind of trademark thing you know what i mean well it's like it's like stealing notes or stealing little licks or whatever from from a guitar player you know yeah. you're like when eddie van halen started doing the tapping thing and you know yeah. then you got guys who would just oh, like all they do is tap you know for five minutes in yeah. a solo 
and you're like, eh, it's not as interesting as somebody might throw it in a little bit here or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's it's but they make it their own, you yeah. know what I mean? So I, I kind of like to think of it as music a little bit. You know, I, when I was playing music, I stole from Johnny Ramone, and I stole from Chuck Berry, and I stole from Pete Townsend. That's, dude, I was going to segue right into music, and, and this is it right and here. And so I kind of still do that with my acting. I, yeah. You know, I don't. I, I don't know if I could pinpoint any one thing, but I've I've immersed myself in enough films and television shows <laughs> where that things that have, have impressed me. I'm sure they're, they're rattling around in there 100%. somewhere. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. No, so, that's great. Yeah. And so when you talk about music, uh, that's pretty much your first love, huh? No, 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 I, dude. I went to New York to be an actor, bro. I fell. No, into a, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I fell in. I fell into a band by accident. Really? Well, not by but but it was just. Yeah, I, I wanted to be an actor since I'm a kid. You know, I was doing all. Uh, like uh, community theater and yeah. acting in high school and all that stuff, and I was like, I was like, I'm going to the Marines. I'm getting out and I'm being an actor. No way. Why the Marines though? Why did you just? It's oh, just part I, of. Well, dude, when I went to boot camp, I was 130 pounds. Yeah, I was like five foot ten. <laughs> I was this little slip of a thing, and uh, and uh, I just I kind of well, I wanted to serve my country. Yeah, it's important. To me. Right. Uh, but I chose the Marines because. I knew I needed a kick in the ass, and, yeah. I was, and I was a joker, so I knew it would freak out my friends. Yeah, you know, if I, if I joined the Marines, yeah, because you know, I was so tiny. But um, but you know, I made it through and and served my four years, and and uh, but still to this day, see, I'm not a combat veteran, you know, yeah. so it's like to this day, just just earning the title Marine. And oh, it's huge! It, it was it's an honor. Well, not only that, but for me, it was like, okay, dude, if you set your will to it, you can do it. It's it's funny you say it because for me it was probably I felt like it was the one thing I've actually successfully signed up to do and did right like right. like I oh I I did it I actually can't went uh, I went through with something and committed to something because mm -hmm. like for me I, I didn't commit to any job I it was just like I played baseball and everything else was just whatever happens right and, and I felt like that was like the most mature commitment I made for myself mm -hmm. that I needed to tell myself like oh yeah you can commit to stuff you can you can get through things you yeah know? yeah. That's cool. And so then from there. So so when I got out of the Marines, uh, I went to New York to be an actor. Yeah. But I had no idea what I was doing. You know? Well, doesn't act, acting in New York is more theater, right? And, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, they shoot they they shoot television shows there as yeah. well. You know, and, and uh, but yeah, it's you know world renowned for its theater, right. of course. Uh, but I was looking to get in the TV and, and and film, and I was from New Jersey, so I figured oh, yeah. you know like it's it's You're nearby, close. you know. But, uh, <laughs> you know, if everything goes straight to hell, at least <laughs> mom. You know? No, no. But, uh, so I went to New York and uh, I did some stand up comedy at first because yeah. it was something that I could do immediately. Like stand up you bring, comedy, you bring two friends, you can get on stage, you know. So I started writing material and, and getting up on stage. And, uh, but that's a tough, that's a tough Oh my biz, God. Bro. I, I just tough. had, I just had Jamie Keller on it and, and I talked to him offline about comedy and that is immediate, uh, feedback right away. Oh yeah. And that's heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I did like, I had, I had fun at first, but the, the tedium of like, you know, showing up and then constantly getting, uh, you know, I'd be down at like Boston comedy club down the, in, in the village or whatever. And, and. You know, okay, oh, oh, I signed up, and now I'm six. Okay, great, I'm six, I'm six. And then, like, Jay Moore would show up, or Louis C.K., <laughs> Mark Marin, or John Stewart, or, you know, whoever. This is back, you know, early, yeah. early 90s. And uh, and you just keep getting bumped and bumped and bumped, which is, look, I get it. Yeah. They're there to make money and make people laugh, not to have amateurs, you know, yeah. go up there. But at the time, it's frustrating. And so, like, you know... Uh, you know, I'd be there all night and then maybe not even get on, you know, and no by shit. That, at that point I'm drunk, you know? <laughs> so, like, uh, uh, so, you know, I remember one night I, I, I just had a bad night and I fucking stormed out and I was like, I'm fucking quitting this shit. Yeah. And Mark Marin was out front and he's like, he's like, Hey, what's up, man? I said, nah, fuck this. You know, I'm, I'm done with this crap. And, uh, he, he started talking to me though. Like, you know, yeah. and he goes, well, dude, you change your, you change your material every night. And I'm like, well, yeah, I want to make you guys laugh. He's like, look, the, the audience is different every fucking night, man. Just just keep, if something works, keep using it. You know, but I always knew that, like, if you get the, the, the comedians that were hanging out in the back and yeah. you get them to laugh, then, like, you're, you're doing some good work, yeah. you know? Um, and, you know, I, I kind of, I stormed off and I never went back. But I always did appreciate him kind of taking that time to, to, to oh, try cool. to set me straight, you know? Yeah. I mean, he wouldn't even know me from Adam at this, you know, yeah. whatever. But, uh Nice fella. Anyway. That's great comedy, huh? Yeah. So so uh, then I met a guy who was putting together a band. We were going to bring punk back in 92. Yeah. And you've and always played music? Pretty much, yeah. I, yeah. I started playing guitar. Uh, I, got, I got my first guitar for my eighth grade graduation. Oh, okay. 1982. 
Yeah. And then uh, uh, I've been playing ever since. Year yeah. after I was born. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'm an old man. Like an A. A. Cunningham. No, this is the first. Who was the grand old man of the Marine Corps? I can't remember anymore. A. A. Cunningham was the first Marine aviator. Now I can't remember. No idea. Yeah, it's, it's been a long time, kids. It's been a long time. <laughs> can't remember the grand old man of the Marine Corps. So he was filming. Your buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. What were we talking about? We were talking about how uh, your first your first guitar. Yeah, yeah. You got it in yeah, 1982. Yeah. 1982. So I went to went to New York to try to be an actor. Yeah. Right? I yeah, did some stand comedy. Met a guy who was trying to bring punk back in, in 92. <laughs> Nobody was getting signed at New York back then. But yeah. it, was, it was the grunge era, you know? So we were like, oh, man, we got to bring back punk. And uh, so we put together this little outfit, and we were, we were played together with a, a couple of changes in 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 uh, you know roster yeah. for about 10 years. No shit. Uh, yeah, uh, we used to play CBGB all the time and stuff like that. It was a famous rock and uh, punk rock club, okay. you know? And um, I met my wife at CBGB as a matter of fact. Well, CBGB is like the the birth birthplace of the Ramones, the Blondie, Talking no, uh, Heads. It's like a, it's like the whiskey a go-go, you know? And, and a, why didn't you guys pop off? I don't know. Well, you know what? We were gone for a couple of years, and then uh, uh, all the stuff out of uh, Orange County hit, like Green Day and all this uh -huh. stuff. So we were kind of behind the curve. Yeah. And like I said, nobody was getting signed out of New York then. Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, we we made a good run at it. Uh, we went as long as we could. Yeah. And uh, then we, you know, I, I got... Uh, we had a breakup, and we started a new band with a lot of the same guys, and put out a record, and we were just like, like our put yeah. it out ourselves. You yeah, know, we didn't have a record contract, uh, and then um, that was it. That was done. What did what did you, what did you do in the band? Play guitar. You played guitar. Did yeah. you do vocals as well? Uh, I do some backup vocals, and there was a, a, two songs that I wrote that I would sing every once yeah. in a while. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. But I'm not. I've never been. I've written two songs. Yeah, we played them both. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a. I'm not a prolific songwriter at all. We we were fortunate to have uh, a great song uh, songwriter in the band, and, and uh, everybody was great, man. My, yeah. my buddy Pete Sophie was just a phenomenal bass Anyone player. Anyone still do music? I don't know. Uh, 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 me and the the the, the singer don't. Uh, yeah, we kind of had a parting of ways. Yeah, uh, me and the bass player are still friends, but we talk every once in a while. Yeah, I think he's just doing his thing. Everyone's he's married. In, everyone's in their own life. Yeah, man, we're I'm, we're all life old gets now. busy, we're, dude. You know, life I'm fifty. Yeah. Life know, takes whatever. over. It's a young man's game. Life takes over, man. Yeah, you do karaoke ever? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to go to karaoke, I've, dude. I haven't got. You know what? I've done it like somebody had it at, at their party. Oh yeah, or at something a house? like that. Yeah, like uh, I sang I sang uh, Love Shack with uh, oh, that's a great with one. lead singer of the Dixie Chicks. No, you Which didn't. Like, yeah, I did. Wow. Totally did. How'd it was that awesome. Happen? Crushed it, too. <laughs> well, it was at her house. Oh, wow. Yeah, Adrian Pazdar and, and Natalie Maines were married at the time, and, and um, Adrian's known my wife for, God, 30 years, no 35 way. years. And, uh, and that's uh, great. So I got to sing with, uh, with the lead singer Dixie Chicks. It was awesome. That's freaking outstanding. That's cool. And you still play guitar. You still uh, play. All the time. Yeah. I, Every day. You, you posted a video. Was it your anniversary? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I did a little Springsteen song for the wife. Yeah. All that heaven will allow. That was know? nice. You got, yeah. good, you got a good voice. Oh, thanks, bro. I, like it. I don't good. fancy myself a singer, but yeah, I can, I can, I can carry a tune. <laughs> no, a it's bit. cool. It's yeah. good. It's good. Cool, man. So let me ask you about acting, man. That's uh, like because it, you're an actor and I'm an actor, and, and I just think it, it, a lot of people love to hear like just different things about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I, I just like these episodes when I'm speaking to other actors because I think because I'm doing it, I, I'm learning so much. I always have all these questions. But for you as an, as an actor, is there, a, is there a role out there that you would love to try? Something that's maybe different or, or you know, is there, think of a, any TV show out there, is there a character you're like, man, that would have been fun to play that character? Oh, man, that's funny. Uh, when, I was, when I was a young man, yeah. uh, I was like, I, I would have liked to have remake uh, remade uh, Willy Wonka. No way. Oh, dude, I loved, when I was a kid, I loved... You'd want to be Willy Wonka? Yeah, yeah, man. No! <laughs> Gene Wilder and Dick Van Dyke were like the two big inspirations when I was a kid. Yeah. And, we, I, you know, we talked about this over lunch today, where, like, they brought me so much joy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just wanted to, when I first was going to get into acting, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to make people laugh and feel yeah. happy and whatever. And then, you know, later just... Later, I think it, 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 I realized just the power in being able to make people feel, no matter what it is. Yeah, what, that's what was so attractive to me. No, I agree. Um, it's a powerful thing, man. It's it's a trip. I it's um I've always I guess since the military I've kind of chased the adrenaline rush of danger. Yeah, you know what I mean. Sure. Like I want to. I I actually 
sit there and have this feeling like, man, I, I want something to go down so I can use my skill sets and help. Right. Like yeah, yeah, this absolutely. weird mindset sure, for sure. years. I, I'm trying to put myself in places where there might be something where I can actually step up and do my job. What I've been trained for so many years. Like yeah, yeah. I, for so many years, I swear to you, I wanted to like, like I'm okay with dying in a firefight as long as I'm doing the right thing. Right. As long <laughs> as I'm trying. And it's this weird mindset, but it was like, so I would always risk everything, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, uh, you know, in the border patrol, I was looking for the trouble. Like, let's go find it, you know. And 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 I've continued as 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 a just being in a firefighter on on a reserve team. I was trying to freaking jump into a building. Let's go. That's you know. That's like I was. It, it was this this chase that I could never fill. And yeah. then doing the the YouTube stuff, man. It just started to feel like man, like people are are enjoying it. People are inspired by it. People are. are are, are reaching out and saying how much you know you, you're you're changing things for them overseas. They they have something they can focus on. I mean, for some reason that like those messages just filled me with energy. And I was like, no, fuck that. That is more exciting than running into a burning building. That's more exciting than than trying to get into this firefight and be the hero. Like yeah, for yeah. me, it was exciting to just like have people react that way in anything that I created. Yeah, and and, and there like uh, there is a. Um, there, there is a feeling of, of power for, for lack of a better term. Yeah. It's like, I, I made that happen, yeah. you know, and it's, and it's, and it's done through giving of yourself. You know what I mean? Dude, it's giving uh, a part of your, your emotion or a part of your soul or whatever to a performance yeah. and, and, and to have it impact somebody, uh, in a well, especially in a positive way, yeah. but in just a way that, that anyway, makes them laughter, makes them feel alive, inspired, yeah, fun. Any, it doesn't even matter what it is. It's just like to just make someone feel something. Like that's been my new thrill. Yeah, dude. Like, it's, it, and and uh, and that's why I, I really uh, I relish these these uh, you know the the few times. A lot of my stuff has been kind of you know um, a lot of the work I've done has been just just kind of helping move the story along. Right. So I guess getting back to your, your your question of like when uh what kind of role I'd want. I'd want I'd want a role that something hangs on. Yeah. You know what I mean? That like something in the story really hangs on. And like I'm still relatively young in my career. hundred percent. You know, I mean I only started I came out here when I was thirty six years old. Yeah. Um and uh I just and, turned thirty eight. And you, I start. You, I was mine's first time. I've been was, doing this fourteen years. No, no, but it's like <laughs> mine for me it was thirty six as well when I started. Yeah. yeah crazy yeah um and god bless you man you've had so like i love seeing the success that you've gotten man which is so awesome yeah. um uh and so you know what yeah dude that that'd be nice that's the role i want <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah man, man. The, you know I, there's there's roles out there that i think of that i make man they like we talked about at lunch again we had a good conversation we should just record our lunch conversation <laughs> yeah we really should have we got into some shit yeah, though yeah you know but um, which isn't for everybody right <laughs> the political arguments and everything else but you know the Heath Ledger as Joker is one of those characters where I'm I'm too intimidated to take something like that right like there. that that's one of those ones where I'm like oh man if they asked me I would have been like I, I don't know if I can pull that one off right? but look I don't know if any of us will get to the point where we could pull it off right but you'll get there you'll get to the point where you it won't it won't intimidate you yeah you'll want to do it sounds you know freaking I mean? exciting but scary as hell Here, here's one for you I think I want to play a bad guy yeah and that's something i've been working on because i you know I, I like a like a serial killer something yeah yeah like because uh i have something i've been working on in class i still you know, i still yeah, go to class. you still study um something i've been working on in class is uh cruelty like i'm i'm i have difficulty accessing that yeah you know what i mean yeah because i pull i try to pull from genuine emotions right, and stuff like that and and uh and that's from meisner right yeah, yeah, right, and and you can use substitutes and all right. that stuff, but but even then, it's like I have difficulty being aggressive or bad for bad reasons. Yeah, uh, and so I've been working on that, and, and I'm making some some really strong headway, which is nice because I'm I'm finding it easier to yeah. access that and 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 really bring that re you know in a genuine way as right. opposed to putting it on. Right, right, anybody right. can put it on. Yeah, um, it's not genuine but, that way. Uh, you know, like. An example I like to use is, is playing that that detective on power. Yeah, I can be I can be a hard ass then because I'm defending my turf. I feel like I'm right. Yeah, but to be a character who's possibly just being uh, psychologically uh, 
abusive to somebody yeah. or something like that intentionally doing that to someone exactly yeah uh, you know for no other reason than like just you know, the thrill the, of it or something like that yeah i i have i struggle with that i currently struggle with that yeah however i'm working on it and i'm getting better at it <laughs> no that's that the, you know the cool thing is that you have identified that yeah. right yeah. like that's i i don't i'm still learning that i, I there's i haven't even identified some of the weaknesses i know i have them yeah. you know what i mean i know timing is really weird for me because the timing in comedy yeah in in, in youtube is different than than real tv Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, well, YouTube, you gotta hit it quick. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's a different kind of comedy, and I'm comfortable with that kind of comedy. I'm comfortable with, with my Instagram comedy. Right. But doing delivering comedy on on you know a network television, I feel like I've fallen flat. Like and and, and I've heard yeah yeah it, it didn't work. And I'm like, ugh, ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's different. It's, it's tricky. It's different. Yeah. And, and I, haven't, I haven't done a lot of comedy. I thought for sure when I was a kid that I would be the next like you know yeah. Uh, I don't know, a comedic actor. You yeah. Know? And, and, and my career has not even come close, come to, close that. to that. And I have had a couple of auditions for comedic stuff and I was like, Ooh, I need to work on this muscle. Cause I haven't, I haven't touched it in a it's long different. time. And, and that's the thing. Jamie Keller, he's brilliant at it. Yeah. Jamie's brilliant. At it. Have you, have you seen some of Jamie's stuff? I mm -hmm. think you got it. He's really cool. We got to actually have lunch with him sometime. Right. Cause I think you guys, dude, he's the comedy side of you to me. He's just a comedy dude. And he's a Navy guy. Uh -huh. And, and, what, your roles are very, very similar, and, and, and your character is such, such strong. His is like that when the comedy side. Uh, I gotta he's this always guy. landing these comedy roles, That's and you're awesome. like, it's always the same kind of. And he's fucking delivery is like, God, he's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that guy, I always watch like, man, his timing is great, and I, and I'm missing that. And I don't, I felt like it would be easy for me coming from the comedy yeah, side of fucking everything else. Like, no, it's fucking miserable. Yeah. And like, to be serious, like that's easy for me for some reason. You know what I mean? And like, I don't know. It's like, I would love to be challenged to to have an emotional scene yeah like sure i want i want to like be a grieving dad oh, or something yeah let me the whole the whole time just break everyone's heart yeah, that's yeah. what I, I would love to challenge myself to do that yeah that's that, something i'm looking for look, that hasn't come my way yet but i but that um i have no problem accessing oh, that. me neither like for, so so it's i don't see it as a challenge yeah like i haven't been given an opportunity yet right but i could i could do that standing on my head I, you know, it's a chance, and maybe it's, it's something. Maybe it's me wanting to show more sides sure. of what I can do, my sure. range. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I'd love oh, to I show. I get that. Oh, look, yeah. dude, I would, like I said, I would take that in a heartbeat. Yeah. If somebody wants to give me a grieving dad role or something like that, or oh, bro, I'm, I cried during jump freaking, on that. freaking America's Got Talent when they hit the golden buzzer. I cried, bro. <laughs> <laughs> there you, go. There you, go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it ain't hard to access emotions. I'm just like, oh, phone commercial. <laughs> Sorry, the phone commercial got me. It's those puppies that are hungry in freaking right. Africa. I'm like, oh. oh. <laughs> well, dude, we're we're at 51 minutes, man. What? Yeah, dude, this is Come this, on, this is how it goes. It's just a conversation. All right. Yeah, man. Anything else you want to talk about, man? Oh, Any, shit, anything man. you can throw anything, anything you want, man. What do we want to talk about? What do we want to talk about? You know, I, I guess let's let's kind of touch on some of the stuff we were talking about at lunch. Okay. About how it really is on the individual yeah. to kind of change your circumstances. So this, we had a conversation. I'm working on this. Um, I'm working on something. I, I've been writing. It's like a, it talks about my family. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I guess what I did was sit back and kind of look at my mom's life and look at my dad's life and, and then look at my life and then look at my kids' lives and kind of see, identify that no one has been stuck in their situation if they've believed they can do more i guess it is right like right. We, we were wondering what what makes what is it in some people yeah that when these little choices come up in life to either stay comfortable or a risk or risk for for something better yeah what is it that keeps not necessarily something better just something different well right it, well you'd hope at least i hope whenever i take a right. risk and it's pretty often yeah is it's it's for something better 100 right correct i don't get it's not so much that i'm bored no it's right. that that i have my eyes on something else you know there's more out there absolutely yeah and so what is it in some people is it is it ingrained in them is it taught to them is it just something that that they're wired that way where it keeps them on one side of the line most yeah. of the time because nobody's you know every time you know right. risk averse and one person's risk taker but most of the time people will either go one way or the other it, and that yeah. can that can that that determines the outcome of your life big time it's like that fork in the road 
Absolutely. Is, is, is that fucking But it's happened so many times over the course oh, of our oh, lives. That's the dude. It's like I can tell you several times where I'm like, oh yeah, I took the, I took the hard way this one on right. purpose. Though. Right, right, right. hundred percent. Like, yeah, I can stay on this path. I can continue to do this and, and be you know comfortable what? and be comfortable and and not experience and 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 but stay in this bubble where I know it's safe. Yeah. But there will be no. That like with risk comes reward, right? Mm-hmm. There will be no reward if I stay on this path. It'll be just very simple, very very basic. I'll survive. And, and I'll survive, and, I'm, and I might not genuinely be happy, but I'll be comfortable and know it's safe. Right. And then there's like, but if I take this fucking right, if I take this right turn, there could be fucking so much, so much experience. Yeah, that, yeah. that But but with that comes like the uh, you don't know, right? Like. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to try. Mm-hmm. There's no guarantees. But fuck, right? And people don't take that. No, they don't. They don't take that. Like, me walking away from the Border Patrol was that. Mm-hmm. That's a career. That's I had seven years banked. I'm, on, I'm in the best place I could ever be. I'm on the best freaking national team. And to walk away from that, it was because of those messages I got, yeah. right? And thinking, like, there's more out there for me that is more fulfilling, but... It's not easy getting into the acting and arts world and being successful. Right. Right. I could pay my bills now. I'm yeah. both of us paying my bills. Hey, we're good. Um, I had a retirement. I was doing the, the basic thing that your dad tells you, like get a job, get a retirement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, start, you, start putting it away. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So you need it for the future. That's you right. know? And so I'm like, okay, dad, let's do it. And then I got to that point, like that doesn't sound fun anymore. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't sound. It's 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 so safe. But I, and it's also like, okay, I did it, and that's it. There's got to be more for me. There's mm-hmm. got to be more that I can do. And then getting these messages is when I did, I'm, I'm taking the risk. Yeah. And, and what is it that put that in me, though? I don't know. I don't know what it was. You yeah, know, you same just, way with the me. Same. I, I, I made my wife. I didn't make. Right. I, I convinced my wife. <laughs> to, I can't make my wife do anything. Yeah, yeah, you no. get me? Uh, uh, I convinced my wife to quit her job. She had a good job in advertising. Yeah. And I was doing, I was wrecking it in voiceovers, meaning like doing yeah. well. And I said, no, I'm going to go to, to Los Angeles and be an actor, even though I don't, I've never done it in my life. But because I was like, I want it, you know? Yeah. And, and like, like, I guess part of what we were talking about before was, was oh, sorry, even worse, was, was people that are in bad situations, but they're comfortable in bad situations and they're Dude. afraid to, to take that step to yeah, because they'll lose what, they, what, what little they think they have. It, and, it's, and I'm like, we, yeah. Dan and I, that's why she's another reason she's a perfect partner for me because right. we're always like, if we got to sell the house, whatever. Just, yeah. Yeah. We'll, 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 start, we'll start again somewhere else. Uh, yeah, I became comfortable with making myself uncomfortable if I had to for a little while to just right. to get out of a situation. Yeah, yeah. I remember there was a, there was a time, like like I said, my first marriage was 10 years, dude. Yeah. 10 years of, I knew it was done after one. Like, I knew in my yeah, heart. Yeah. I was like, this isn't for me. But, you know, when you're young and you make these weird decisions, like, like okay, well, another kid will fix things, right? And, and it's, oh, these, dude, that right? is the worst. And these weird decisions. Or, or if you've got a crappy, a crappy relationship, you're like, if I get engaged, it'll make it better. Right, right. Or, oh, well, when we get married, it'll be better. When we have right. a kid. My, my lack like, no, of dude. experience in life, and I was thinking like, well, this is going to be good for my daughter because us being together is better for the kids. Yep. Bullshit. It took me how long to finally say, uh-uh, we're done. It's not going to work. Like, we, 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 we ended it. And I was so mad at myself, like, why did I give anyone that long? Like, why did I sit there that long in that uncomfortable situation? Because, because it, was, it, was, it was embarrassing to tell people I failed at a marriage. Yeah. It was hard for me to tell the kids, like, it wasn't working. Like, all those fears yeah, is yeah. what held me there for mm-hmm. so many years. Sure. And, and, and I, I just couldn't, I didn't want to risk that. You know what I mean? And, and when I finally did, like... I think now it's almost too easy where I'm like, man, I'll change everything I need to. What was I thinking? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can move. That's when I moved to Utah. It's like, wait a minute. I'm not stuck fucking anywhere, dude. I can do anything. What's going to be best for the family? Boom. We're out of here. See, that's that's why me and you are simpatico, man. I think like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I, Dan and I can start over anywhere, anywhere, with our son. You know, and just take pull up the stakes, sell the house, whatever, go. Yeah. You know, oh, I'm gonna go to Montana. Cool. I, you know, whatever. Yeah. I don't know, but we'll make it work. Right. Because that's that's what we do. We survive and we and we thrive. I, 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 as long as we're together, we're good. Exactly. As long man. as we're together, we're good. I know we're hard up against it. So yeah. so uh, I do want to encourage your, your your listeners to uh, check out my wife's TED talk. Yeah, it's a great she one. It's a great TED talk about uh, kind of about what we're talking about: hitting the reset button, being able to like cut cut 
cut ties and just be like, no, all right, I, I need to start over. And airborne would say, cut sling load. There you go. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, th- this real quick, though, this comes from if you, whatever situation you're in, you can change it. Absolutely. You can absolutely fucking change it. Whatever, whatever. Your, your economic fucking situation, whatever it is, you can change it. There's going to be sacrifices made. There's going to be hard decisions you have to take. There, there will be ramen. Yes. There, <laughs> <laughs> there, yeah, there will be ramen. <laughs> but I swear to you, if you wanted to change your life, tomorrow you could. That's you right. have to just Nobody make that decision. You. Nobody. There's no way this fucking dude should be acting on TV, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen your work. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Bed better days on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, baby. No, I'm but kidding, man. Tell us good. where to find your wife's um, TED Talks. Uh, yeah, on you YouTube. You can have to spell her name. Her, her name is Dana Commandator. That's why I let her keep it. C O M M A N D A T O R E. Hell yeah. She's the best. Dana Commandator. It's uh, called Hitting the Reset Button on Life, I think. Yeah, and it's great. It's only about, I think it's only about seven minutes. Yeah, eight so, minutes. Something like that. Yeah, eight yeah, minutes. And she's fantastic, and, it's, and, and it's, it's real, and it's a great message, and anybody can do it. Yeah, I agree. And that's exactly what we were talking about today. And this is, dude, this is a great conversation. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, T- I'm, fi- I'm glad we finally got a chance know, to sit down dude, and, and, and throw down a little bit. Well, tell me where they, tell the listeners where they can find your, your social media and everything else. Instagram is that's Michael Broderick. That's Michael Broderick. Roderick on Instagram, and uh, and that'll lead you to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash actor Michael Broderick. Go, uh, go check it out, take a look, and uh, I don't know, maybe hit like. There you go. <laughs> like, share, follow, all those above. All right, guys, we're out. Later. <laughs>